0: What today is, as you've heard, it's the launch of our new series called Loving God. Does anyone know the first outcome of Gateway's hopes for Christians in this house is? Love God. Yes, love God. And so we are excited to be going right in line with what Gateway is all about, having Jesus and all that he has for us in this life, that we're not just surviving, that we are thriving in this. And so with loving God, um, there are so many ways that we show our love for him. And we're gonna be going over that during this series. I'm not, the last one of these that we had, it was so nice to be able to have a spot to write your Sunday sermon notes. Look at that. So like she said, go ahead and grab one. I won't think it's at all disrespectful if you get up and go grab one and I'm gonna get used to this thing in my face. And we um, are launching today with what I believe We've got keys, right, of how to access different aspects of our relationship with the Lord. And today is the key that unlocks the deadbolt. This is the one. If you don't get this, it's going to be really hard to get that door open. And that deadbolt is prayer. Today's sermon is called the empty chair. Our key verse for this series is Matthew 22, 37 through 38. And if you don't know it, we're going to have it up there. It says, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the greatest commandment. And that is how we're gonna go about learning how to love God better. A lot of times, it's like, I love God. I know I do, I, I, my desire is there, but the how can be kinda hard. You're going through life, and it comes at you. You've not only got the enemy, but you've just got life, things coming at you. And how, how do I show love to God? And that's part of what we're gonna be breaking down through this series. In this particular verse, you must love the Lord your God. How many of you know what kind of love does that mean up there? How you must love the Lord, what does that mean? What does that look like? So you can know I'm following the first commandment. So I looked it up. What does love mean? It means we take pleasure in the Lord. We long for the Lord. We want to know the Lord. And I know everyone here. Did anyone here talk to someone this morning? Anybody? Raise your hands. Anybody? Yes? So there's communication necessary. I see significant others. We've got family. We've got friends. In order to have some depth to that, There has to be communication and the more we talk, the better we are at the relationship, the closer we get. (sighs) Talking about connecting with people, the same is true about our relationship with God in Psalm 145, 11, it says, the Lord is near to all who call upon him. So I want you to picture the empty chair here. This is a place of conversation. This is, you're getting together. You're either at the, the coffee shop or you're, at, you're on the phone with your person or your soon-to-be person, or maybe it's your person you don't know yet, and what is it like? It's like, how, I, I can't get enough. I just can't get enough. What? Okay, what's your middle name? Oh, why did you get that middle name? Oh, what are you going to do tomorrow? What are you doing in the next 10 minutes? Um, what are your hopes and dreams? What are your biggest fears? I want to know everything. Then there's like your fulfilling relationships. Maybe it's not significant other. Maybe it's like, Did you see that reel of that woman laughing at her husband when he went face first into the trash can trying to push it? Wasn't that hilarious? Did you hear about all this stuff, fun stuff? You've got depth to this. It's, I'm having a really hard time with something. Can you kind of, I just need somebody to talk to. Or, yay, some great stuff happened, my Daughter is getting a certificate of completion, an academic, and we had no idea she was gonna kick her brain in at the last second. Thank you, God. I mean, all those things are talking. We're talking. We're taking time to get to know and the longing that you may not even get that that's what that is. I want, I'm I'm offering. It's almost another version of offering. Then there's the times when relationships fall apart. They start dissolving and one key way that we can see an empty chair, there's not as much talking going on. There's not as much the depth of sharing his kind of shallowing up. And I'm sure all of us have experienced that in relationships here on earth. And it is so heartbreaking when it starts happening with the Lord. And you know what, life happens. There are seasons where we get busy And there's things that get in the way, distractions and even relationships get kind of in the way of our priorities. And there's also things that happen between us and the Lord and what we're believing for and things that get in the way of us wanting to talk to him in that kind of a way, in that first stage kind of way. And the chair starts to get a little empty. (sighs) There is one main point for today, not the standard three gateway points in this one. You can't have a close relationship with God without a vibrant prayer life. Now, Here's what I'm not saying. I am not saying if you miss a day, you're as, like, life is gonna crumble. I'm not saying that your whole relationship with the Lord is falling apart. You miss a day. He, you know, he's so gracious and merciful, but part of it is the desire. Is the desire still there? Or is it getting a little cool? Are things getting a little cold? When um, when I was through, okay, growing up, I've born and raised in church. So in that, you're going through children's church and you're going through youth and in youth, I was able to start doing praise and worship team. I was singing and all these things and that's a form of leadership. Then you're getting pulled into um, SALT, Student Action Leadership Team. And We had really great leaders in that, trying to, you know, teenagers, you know, like hormones and drama, and he's trying, man. Thank God bless you, Charles Gooch in heaven, and it's like he did a phenomenal job by the power of the Holy Spirit getting these priorities right, making sure that we were keeping prayer, keeping worship, keeping gathering together, but it was always prayer at the beginning of that thing. Then you're coming up and you get hit with disappointments. Like the guy that you like didn't pan out. Turns out he was not supposed to happen, but it's like that it, it like gets you in the heart and maybe you were doing 20 minutes a day and then maybe it's like 15. You're still doing it, but something kind of makes you back off. Then Life happens, you're married, then you lose the job you really liked. And it's like, okay, kind of got back up, but something, things are getting a little in, th- in the way, and maybe you're not bringing that to the Lord, you're just kind of dealing with it. Then I'm here. I'm being, there is a word in front of my name, Pastor Elena, and there is something vital about prayer now it's not an option it is not an option and the reason it's not even about me it's about everyone my prayer even in your families your prayers are vital to what is going to affect the rest of your sphere of influence and how the Lord is gonna work in those ways. So, how do we be close to God? How do we do it? In the Bible, I'm gonna list off some verses that are gonna kinda guide us through this. James 4, 8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. There's a promise, will. There's one promise Mandy was saying, there's a lot. The Lord, in Psalm 145, 18 through 19, the Lord is near to all who call him. First Thessalonians 517, pray without ceasing, Colossians 4, 2, devote yourselves to prayer. Jeremiah 33, 3, call to me and I will answer you. So one of the first ways that prayer can look like to help us, worship. Is that conversation, are we talking during worship? That is a way that we can start by praying. There are psalms in the Bible, easy ways. If we're like, I don't know what to say. Open your Bible to Psalms right there. Just take a chunk and draw, and he will draw. It's a promise. It's going to happen. Worship is something really special. If you can get, even if it's just instrumental music in the background, there is something that happens with that. That just, I'm sorry, but I believe in a good cast iron pan. And it's like butter on that pan. <laughs> Worship is like butter on that thing. And it's like, it just makes this process easier. If you can. The next is fellowship. Regular communion and conversation being a mom and i mean people get busy with all sorts of things uh, my thing is mom we've got families and businesses all the things that can vie for our attention we get texts from work all the things and regular That can be something that you have to fight for. Man. Yeah. Especially when you have now determined a specific time, it's amazing what can happen. (laughs) At 6.45 in the morning, like why is my three-year-old waking up right now? I don't understand. But you know, it's because I set a time. So it's like, how are you gonna deal with that? How are you gonna deal with the, te- the emergency text from the family, are you still gonna take that time? Are you still gonna do that? Are you gonna, oh, there's so many ways that they are concerns, they're valid concerns, but what are you gonna do? Set your heart, No, have a plan. There's something in that I, I planned for this. I know what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna give this to the Lord, God, you know what's going to happen with that situation. Maybe my three-year-old needs to hear me pray. And she can just sit right there and she'll be okay. There are ways. And the third way of praying and what it can look like, intercession. Intercession has, um, it looks like a few different things. And that's up to your expression. But, what it is, is deep, heartfelt cries. When you may be standing in the gap for a family member, healing souls, we were praying for healing in souls this morning before service. That's deep, heartfelt. There are things that I, it was amazing this last week. I mean, of course, the Lord knew I'd be speaking about this and interesting little journeys this week in praying, and it was, I'm a good worshiper. Like, that's easy for me. And fellowship, I can talk. I can talk. <laughs> the intercession stuff, because I am very aware that I get voluminous in the way that I pray when I'm, heartfelt cries. It was, the more I I put myself out there to make myself available, the more he was pulling things out of me that I forgot I wanted to pray about. I forgot, and they were still in there, and he's like, you know what, I'm gonna remind you. And the things that would happen, you're praying in, I mean, if you've got your spirit language, you're praying in tongues, and that's stirring you up, and then all of a sudden, you start hearing English, and it's like, I'm praying over that thing in English and I had no idea how to go about that situation. It's incredible, that's the exchange that can happen. You know what I hear, I remember that. And we are still human. And the recovering perfectionist likes to be reminded from a gracious God Loving God is not about giving God perfection with your schedule or the way you do things. It's about giving God our attention and connecting with him. You know when that happens. That is a self-aware thing. You know what? It was, I was in worship, but I know I didn't do all the other things she said, but I know I connected with him. There were times I was talking and worshiping and saying, and then there was a time when I got quiet, and I knew he was moving in me. That, 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 the confidence in knowing you connected with God. He's gonna speak to you about things, about promises, encouraging you. There's gonna be like, it may not be words, it may just be, your shoulders go down a little bit it's okay it's okay it is incredible and this is about prayer one of one of the not in this house but one of the meetings that the least amount of people come to i don't think so because now we know what's taking place during this time but there are some things that people that people coming in it's gonna be a reason why they don't. And we're gonna get moments of having to come against these things. Reasons why maybe, maybe I, ugh. And we're gonna talk about those, ugh. All right, reasons people might avoid praying. And I, looking over every one of these, I will be very honest, I have had moments with each one of these. But it's what you do with it. What's interesting about the reasons we avoid praying is a lot of times Mm -hmm. that's the very thing we need to go to him with. So we will see. The first one, shame or embarrassment. Something you might hear in your head or you might hear somebody say kind of like this. I feel bad about my sin, so I feel like I have to avoid God because maybe he'll reject me or be mad at me. I have been there. Thank God for SALT leadership team that helped me (laughs) know how to get over that during all the fun times being a teenager. Because we all make great decisions when we're teenagers, right? (laughs) We got a lot to figure out. And then this season of life, all the seasons, there are so many things. And all of a sudden, we're hesitating. Fear of rejection is real. It is real. And as much as you don't want to transfer that onto a holy, loving, good, good father, it happens. So when that happens, we've got... 1 John 1, 9 through 10, if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. If we claim we have not sinned, we are calling God a liar and showing that his word has no place in our hearts. Prayer, one of the things, one of the, I was looking up the term when Jesus uses the word prayer, let us go pray, and I wanted to know what does that mean? Does that, what is he saying that that means, pray? And one of the things was an exchange, and I thought that was so, of course, it's so perfect, it's exactly what happens when we lay down our lives to get, everlasting life, it's when we lay down the reason, the very reason that's making us hesitate, the shame, what is it that happened, the very thing. We open our mouths, we get in the chair, we get in that place, whatever that chair is, in your guys' home, it's a car, whatever it is, we get in that place and say, Lord, I yelled at my kids. And I know that did not make your heart happy at all. And all of a sudden, it's amazing what happens. Done. The very thing. Maybe I made a finances. It's my fault that we are in the hole. (laughs) It is my fault. But that's, he's like, just give it over to me. That bad decision just Give it over to me, and it's all cleaned out. Another reason we might avoid praying we're angry or bitter with God. Now, what you might hear I have been here, I am disappointed with something my expectation wasn't met, what I prayed for didn't happen, or I went through something awful, and I don't know why God would allow that, so I don't wanna talk to God. Has I mean, I. we've got our pregnancy journey, but I've got a husband, you know, He didn't do exactly what I wanted him to do or the way that I wanted it. And sometimes I'm not consciously saying, well, I'm just not going to talk to him because then he'll know what I'm thinking. He'll notice that I'm not talking to him, right? And he's like, not knowing. He's like, it's nice and quiet today. So it's like you don't even know that you're doing it. A lot of the times we don't even know that we're doing it, but all of a sudden things are getting quiet and it's harder to say something and you're realizing I am so mad that my mom got breast cancer again. I am so mad that that kid didn't get healed. My kid or whatever and it's like all of a sudden you start like there's this ache in your heart something numbs a little bit my the promises that you are saying that i haven't seen them with my eyeballs i haven't seen them yet so it's it's just so real and the very thing the very thing i mean Psalms is awesome. I love David. I love that the Lord said he was a man after God's own heart, and he was so real with his emotions in the way that he wrote and for us to be able to look at. So in Psalm 13, one through three. Okay, are you ready to hear Elena David angry? Are you ready? Because it's like, I'm just imagining Eric Robles, He's not going to be like, how long, oh Lord, will you forget me forever? No, he's not saying that, no. It's how long, O oh Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul? And how many souls are in the right place? Having sorrow in my heart all the day how long will my enemy be exalted over me consider and answer me O lord my god i mean somebody he's cut but where is he going is he yelling it out to his men is he yelling it out to something else no he is here he is here bringing his anger bringing his frustration come on lord you said It's not gonna offend the Lord. He's not insecure like that. He'd much rather you get it out, kid. I'm here, go for it. Say it ugly, say it however you need to. I love you so much, I wanna hear it. I wanna hear it all, I don't care what it looks like. Thank you, God, thank you, God. Another reason we may avoid talking to God, apathy or discouragement. How many have said this in their head, out of their mouth? You don't have to raise your hands. I feel empty and tired. My heart is heavy because of what I'm going through. I think a lot of people out there are tired. It's a lot of trying and striving going on. And a lot of people are doing it with their self in mind. And that is tiring. Um, I remember looking back on certain seasons, whether it's... Um, when you've got an infant or you're trying to do the Lord's will in this house and you take a minute and you put in perspective what would this actually look like if I were just doing it by myself thank you God thank you God I have a husband thank you God I have a team of people thank you God we have you but when people have been trying to do things on their own i think that's when tired comes on a whole other level and then matthew 11:28 through 30 jesus said come to me There are so many great sermons I've heard and picturing what a yoke is. Because sometimes it's it's it can seem another world away, some of the pictures. But there are so many things that we still use to this day. It's when you've got these beings working hard, toiling, and one has got the weight of pulling this thing, pulling this thing. And then the Lord comes. He's like, no, get that thing off, (laughs) get that thing off. And what's amazing, I always, okay, so Robles means mighty oak. And I'm like, I know, oak is mighty, it's weighty, it lasts forever. Castles are built with it, in England, I mean, it lasts forever, so it's heavy. Now imagine the Lord is saying, get that off, and let's put some balsam on you. And it's like, it's still there, it's still there. Balsam is like what um, model airplanes, they soar. It's still there, but it soars. It can take you places. It's incredible what the Lord can do with the same material. And then all of a sudden, I don't have to be bent over like that. Thank God. And then all the things that were making us discouraged. They have a way of getting in perspective. It's like you get the right prescription of glasses on that situation. It's like, you know what, I don't have to carry the weight of my daughter's future. I give her, I steward her, but I don't carry the weight of that thing. (sighs) Two more, one more way we can avoid busyness or stress. I have definitely gotten this one. There's a lot to do. <laughs> there are doctor appointments. There are the best times of the day. There are, you get sick. I mean, things happen. You got to go pick somebody up. You got to take them there. All the things. The pet is sick. I don't know. All the, th- there are so many reasons. And then stress, I mean, it's that weight that, um, when I was reading about this, the busyness, I've got busyness down and then I heard stress. And stress is creepy, like it creeps <laughs> in. I feel like it's. Um, it reminds me of the frog when you turn the temperature up. If he goes into hot water, he's jumping right out, but you turn it up a little bit by little bit, he doesn't know and he will cook. I feel like stress can be like that. We don't realize when we're stressed. And I was thinking about the stress tests. And you're going through all the things and you're getting diagnostic after diagnostic going on. And it's like, oh, Lord, okay, how many things can I do at one time and get read about and get monitored on? And it's kind of like that stress. It comes at different parts of you, your your husband, your family, your kids, your car, your house, your anything that it is, getting from one place to one place, driving can be stressful. And there is road rage. I mean, it's a real, it's real. And then we stop and it gets in the way. We're saying, I have too much going on, so I forget to pray, or I don't know how to pray because I'm overwhelmed. Like I'm done. That's what happens with. Annabelle, my youngest. She's going on and on and on. And it's like she has this cycle of crying that she has to get through. And then, are you done? And it's like, that's how we can get. Like, I am done. I'm just, I can't. I don't, I'm, I'm here. I don't even know what to do. I don't even know how to get there to have a conversation. I'm done. Busyness and stress and in Philippians, or excuse me, 1 Peter 5-7. I love this. I love this verse because I am a visual person. I know they say men are more visual. I am a picture person. I love visuals, and so 1 Peter. Who wrote 1 Peter? Who? Peter, Peter. okay, so what was his profession? Fishing. Fishing, okay. What word does he use in this? Cast. I love knowing that he was a fisherman, because, I mean, I cast, what do I cast in my world? I just kind of, my daughters? Like, I don't know what I cast their clothes on. I don't know. But I see, I mean, I'm looking into the deep. I see water. I see all the things. You've got a net, right? Peter's coming from fishermen. I've got a net and is it like, is it this? No, it's not. It is full body. Cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Okay, here we go. All our anxieties, bloop. No, we're getting that thing. We got our muscles, our spiritual muscles, praying it up, Lord, I cast, I mean, get it. I am peop- we've got golfers, you've got form. Cast all his anxieties. I mean, get it out there, get it off me. I can't take it. I can't take it. It's keeping me from this. It ain't worth it. And even the unspoken, you know, something's making me hesitate. I don't know what it is but God, I am getting back in this chair because I can't do this on my own. Oh, Lord. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Don't worry about anything. Oh, easier said than done. But what does he say after that? I love it. He tells us exactly what to do. Instead, pray about everything the very thing that you think is keeping you from there is the very thing he's wanting to take off. It says, tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will be. Guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. You will experience God's peace. One more promise. Finally, the last of this Sunday's list of things that might keep us from getting in the chair. We don't pray because we don't feel God. You might hear or perceive yourself saying something like, I want to feel God's love, but I don't have the same experience that I see Everyone else having. So what's the point? I've been there. I, charismatic, Pentecostal, I mean all the expressions, the flags, the skirts, all of the things, the speaking in tongues, all of the things that, it's great to see it, but then you get something crosses in here and it's like, but I don't look like that. I don't sound like that, that's not how I feel to do it. Um, So I must be wrong. Or I don't feel, it looks like they feel, like they're saying, I heard God say. And I'm like, I don't, so like we disqualify and then all of a sudden we don't feel anything. Maybe we had an expression and us disqualifying ourselves, us comparing what we do how the Lord's moving us to be something, a first time visitor needed to see someone with the way you do things. And all of a sudden, something gets in the way. And you've got this thing that's kinda checking you out. And that can be a hard place to come back from. There's a numb, it's like callous and I think of callous and I, th- I think of Paul and the scales on his eyes. Like there's, it's like a tangible thing in between and the verses that we're gonna read that can help with that, it takes doing these things. And I'll tell you, emotions sometimes have to come after the doing. The feeling comes after the exercising. And so when you read, one of my absolute favorite psalms, but you read at ab- Psalm 104 and it says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. Now, you're coming from a place that I don't feel anything. So, I'd say that is an exercise of faith. I'd say that's pretty gutsy. That's saying something to the enemy and to yourself. I don't listen to flesh. I don't listen to my feelings. I'm not gonna let you dictate my feelings to keep me from doing this. And if you are able to get here, if you are able to hear this, you have something to be thankful for. You have internet, you have a car, you have transportation, you have people who love you. There's something to be thankful for if you can't hear, if you can't think of something to be thankful for and you just bless his name. I bless you, Lord. I bless you, Lord. You're a good, good father. You listen to some good songs, and it helps get those words out of you. When you're, fe- you're not feeling it, I'm not feeling it. The next one is Psalm 145, 18 through 19, and this is This is when you come and you're not like this. This is when you come and you're like this. (sighs) And it is everything to just show up. And it says, the Lord is near to all who call on him and how much effort sometimes it's jesus sometimes it's king david jesus but it is just the the key goes in that deadbolt jesus and the door opens. It's incredible. Earlier I was saying what prayer means. It can mean an exchange. It also means to interact. I don't know. I, I get... There's, I've got different types of relationships. I've got, I've got friends. I've got mama. I've got husband. I've got daughter. I've got church people. And the way that I interact with people, it's like he wants to do that. He wants to be like that. It's kind of like he. Where two are gathered, he is there. He's right there enjoying those moments. When we're praying with each other, we're laughing, we're cleaning up a mess. I mean, all the things, he is right there. It also says to be closely interconnected, exchanging desires. I think of that like a gift exchange what we were just going through, all of the things, all of the reasons that we avoid, that's what I have. This is what I have. I have my anger. People think, oh, I'm going to give him a gift of praise and thanks, and that's beautiful, but sometimes it's like my gift is my anger. My gift is my shame. I don't understand how this works, but you want that. You want that. And it's almost, there's a different, what's the right word I wanna write? It's like, there's a different sacredness to that one. It's It's the before Jesus type of stuff. It's like, that's exactly what I died for. That's exactly what I wanted. I knew on August 6th at 11.23 a.m., whenever it happens, I knew on August 9th when you heard this after it already happened, you would be dealing with embarrassment. You would be dealing with not feeling my presence. I want that. Jesus wants that. You know, I know you've heard the team talk about when we are getting ready to come and share a specific message, things happen (laughs) that gear us up for something that we're gonna share about. And it was so cool because prayer, and I mean, it's vital. And I'm getting all this great guides and great ways of leadership prayer. And next thing you know, beautiful, wonderful, San Jose pastor, Nicole Avila, shoots me a text. Now, I love this girl. We interact rarely, but when we do, it's it's like, I get you. Now, she d- we don't really text. It's like, how's the kid? Oh, good. And then it kind of goes there. And then this one, so how's the church? How's everybody doing? How's worship? She's the wor- one of the worship pastors over there and so I kind of tell her what we're up to and we had a new family come in during our YouTube praise and worship video and I hear them that's one great thing about being up there so you can hear everything up there I feel the Holy Spirit in this place what that does to a church leader that is like Lord I hope you can use anything because we're using anything It's like, so I got to share with her these moments. What do you guys need? Do you need anything? And I'm thinking, because she's a get it done person. She's got resources, you know, and I'm like, honestly, we need prayer. I mean, we have hope set high right now. We have expectations, but sustaining, sustaining those and she didn't say, oh, "Okay, I'll pray for you." She said, "I'm available tomorrow between 4:30 and 5, can f- and 5:30. When do you? Can I? Do you want to do call or do you want to do FaceTime?" And I'm like, "Let me check real quick. Oh my gosh, that's so amazing! I mean, what that does to link arms with someone, and we all—I get the emojis Sometimes you just want to do something real quick, but sometimes when you have a minute, and what that did to me." What that did, when you feel seen and people take the time, it was, I mean, we, she prayed over us with encouragement. I mean, it was beautiful and just, you feel seen. El Roy, the God who sees. All of these reasons we avoid. He sees that, he's just waiting for us to give it. Also, prayer over like life-changing events, you know, like um, we called them LTEs in a previous (laughs) school, because we had them all the time, life-changing events, it was a big deal. And so we're praying, you know, we've, we've prayed over God, who am I gonna marry? Or God, Bring this child into existence, thank you, Jesus. Then it's like jobs. And I, man, wanted to bring a praise report of my husband moving on to a new job, but what am I actually gonna tell you? We are still praying for it. It's not over. There is a couple of, there's just a couple of things to get that same one But it's just like. It's not like the Lord is saying, I'm going to hold that to see if you still pray for it. It's not that. I was telling Eric, I go, we have no idea. There's a panel of people that have to get orchestrated to see him. And it's like, we have no idea what kind of funk this man is going through right now maybe he needs to get his mind right before he sees you we have no idea i don't know what in the heavenly realms has been holding this job up but the lord is taking care of some business up there and it's not it's just it's right there it's right there imagine imagine if we stopped Imagine if Jericho did six times and people were like, I'm tired. Imagine. And we just keep going. We do what we know to do. The Lord will honor that. Will. I would be, I would be curious. I have not looked it up how many promises there are in the Bible. How many Oh my goodness, and the ones that aren't even recorded. I can't imagine, it's like miracles. The books of the world could not fill, but this is what we have. So, in closing, if I could invite you all to stand. Let's think about this chair. I know it looks empty, but what kind of empty is it? Is it empty just because you haven't gotten there? I'm on my way. I'm going. Or is it empty because you are avoiding it? Let's be on our way. Let's be on our way. Let's be honest with ourselves and the Lord. Some of the best shows have the most the worst self-aware people like Frazier, They're supposed to be psychologists and they are they don't even know what's going on in their own heads. I pray we would not be so blinded to what we are dealing with that it would get in the way of having this. It really is the deadbolt that unlocks Everything, everything. I know it's quiet, we don't have the pretty music. This is how it can be when we sit in our chair. It doesn't look perfect and I promise I love getting the right thing going and the right lighting, but sometimes you just gotta do it right now. So we're gonna take a moment and just close your eyes. Whatever is in the way, whatever distraction, quiet it down and just take a moment and ask the Lord in your heart out loud, am I avoiding you? And if I am, Lord, show me. Or you may know exactly what it is and just offer it over, God. I give you the busy. I apologize. I am sorry. I repent. I turn away. I want to do better. Show me how to be better. If I need to talk to somebody to help me, if I need to set an alarm, if I need to already have the playlist made the night before, show me, Lord. If I need to become a morning person instead of a night owl, show me you're worth it, Lord. You're worth it, Lord. God, right now, we... I pray that we would all repent of any way that's made your heart hurt any decision. Sin can sound so nail-piercing. I mean, it's big. But sometimes the way that we can attribute it to our life choices, it's like, I did that. It made your heart hurt. The way that I said that, that was not the way you would want that. God, we lay that before you. And that is the beginning of communicating with you. We cover our time. We treasure our time with you, Lord. And when we have to make a way to communicate with you, Lord, we know, but we ask boldly. We have the promise Draw near to us, Lord. We need it. This is the air we breathe. Holy Spirit, move on every heart listening to this. And if there is someone who has never before spoken to you, I pray they would feel your spirit. Open their heart and their mouth, Lord, and ask you into their heart. If you are listening, if you are watching, and that's you, don't let it end there. That's only the beginning. Get hooked up. If you're in our area, you come see us. If you're not in our area, you contact us and we'll get you somewhere. But it is about getting built up You got to know how to handle this life and what power there is with Jesus so you can thrive. God, I thank you for this time. I thank you for blessing each one here as they are hearing from you, Lord, interacting with you. Bless them as they go out. Bless their vehicles, all the things. I ask that we would lay down the distractions and be thankful. You say, enter his courts. I say, leave his courts with praise and thanksgiving. Bless this day, Father. Keep everyone safe. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to our Gateway Sermon podcast at our Gateway City Church, Clovis Campus. We'll be releasing a new episode every week, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out. Gateway City Church is one church that meets in multiple cities. To find us or to learn more, visit mygatewaycity.church. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you right here next week.